Welcome to the podcast which has a question for a title. Are you moving mad? Oh, I thought he was going to say it with an interesting voice, but he chose not to do any interesting voices. I don't know whether I was supposed to be saying it or not. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say it. I was looking at you <laughs> yeah. for like, hey, I think fuck that's it, the that's... first time I've asked it. Exactly. I yeah. want to change it with episode six. Yeah. People are going to be... I love episode six. Exactly. Exactly. I want them to say, hey, stop us <laughs> talking. Let's get the cool guy on. So I figured I'd get the cool guy on earlier. Hey, Hello. cool guy. Hi. Oh, boy, he is not as cool as I remember. I thought you were going to do like a Don the Fontaine kind of thing. You know. Sup. Are you movie mad? That kind of thing. Are you movie mad? Are you movie mad? <laughs> you dirty bull. <laughs> Got a step toe? <laughs> Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with step two. What about the sun? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What about David Bowie? <laughs> Is he movie mad? He's just mad. Oh, he's very mad. <laughs> he's mad at the Grim Reaper for taking him so soon. <coughs> Rest in peace, David Bowie. <laughs> so, um... Oh, I'm sorry, we've got to show you how it's high. I'm Andrew Jones. I, uh know a lot about films and I have a cohort here who knows a lot about films too he does not know anything about films every time I ask him you heard it last week about Stardust for frick's sake <laughs> what is your name? my name is Johnny do you have a second name? Ellis no your middle name I do have middle names they're AG do you know my middle names? no I don't you don't? no do you want to have a guess? <laughs> I would love to you know what let's I, do it it's John, Jonathan AG Ellis Agatha Christie the G. <laughs> no, I used to, I had a friend who used to call her Agatha Christie. <laughs> and he was like... Well, I am a goth and Agatha Christie's latest. And he was well into the books. And I was like, wait, say that again? <laughs> I wonder what Poirot is doing. Do you want to have another guess? Miss Marplay. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to have another guess? Angel Fart Grunthadink. So close. I mean, that's always the common one to go for. I'll give you a clue. You'll know the first one. Hmm. Alexander. No. I want to say angel fart again. It's, <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. You. Ailing. Ailing. You will know the first one. Eileen Worcester. <laughs> you're, you're a criminal who killed a bunch of men. You're just making fun of my name now. Oh, yeah, I'm making fun of everything you Honestly. are. <laughs> I'm, I'm negging you right now. It's like being back at home. This is. Uh, <laughs> I just read. Uh, I hope they serve beer in hell, and I'm doing everything I can. <laughs> it's um. It's Andrew George. No, it's Andrew Jones. I'm the host of Are You Movie Mad? Hi. My mum wanted to call me Andrew, and my dad wanted to call me George. And, and no one won. With, they settled with Jonathan. And you know what? I've had to settle with Jonathan as well. <laughs> See, I settled with Johnny. Uh, I would never settle with Johnny. <laughs> you kidding me? No one I, ever does. I heard he was rotten. <laughs> I bet you've never heard that before. Have you ever heard that before? I've heard that. Yeah, oh, fuck you. Wait, no, I haven't heard that about me, but I, I thought you meant I'd never heard of Oh, you, no, no. Of well, Johnny Rotten. Don't go no, on. I'd never, heard, I'd never heard that. You heard That's it, but one. you heard it here first. <laughs> this is an exclusive on the podcast. <laughs> Get really close to the mic. <laughs> I have headphones on, you know. <laughs> Shit. Balls. Shitballs. Is that your name? Jonathan Shitballs Ellis. That's my stage name. name. <laughs> because you do a certain kind of work. And some people call it wet work. 
Wait, what are we, what are we <laughs> seeing this week? Let's get back to professionalism. Oh, we've never got to professionalism. Why don't we get back to it, six, sir? Six weeks in, we should at least try. We're getting to a, a, a film in which uh, every time I try and sing the opening song, I just get stuck into Hamlet 2's Rock Me Sexy Jesus instead. That's, again, have you? No. I figured as much. I think I've already written it down. <laughs> Hamlet 2 is coming soon because that film is fucking brilliant. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gutted I know that this is a musical. Like, I found out the other week. And it would have been nice going into this, especially since we're doing it in a... We're going to a 70mm yeah. presentation of this film. Yeah. The Not the original, as you can tell. Thus, we are watching the uh, musical adaptation version. Yeah. It's, um... It's like when uh, I was watching The People vs. OJ and I found out... That it was so a musical. Like, and it's like, well, I this is really inappropriate. Well, juice! No, I... Juice! <laughs> where from other juice? Why have you run away in a bronco? Um, I found out the week before the final episode. Murderer! Killer! Rampager! What's he gonna do with a letter opener? <laughs> You're good. No, well, um, I should do improv. I, um, I found out... Bef- like the week before Baseball the final episode. <laughs> hidden in a museum. No one's ever going to find out what I found out. Yeah, no one will. I found out. The, the Naked Gun. <laughs> naked Gun Part 2 and The Naked Gun Part 3. Are films I'm in. The week before the final episode, I found out that he was got away with it. And I couldn't believe I was still watching the final episode going, no, this is, it can't happen. I mean. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Honestly. No, not the. Not that he got away with it, but also that he wrote a book about how he did it. If he did it, this oh, is how it would have been. Please. That's what it was. But yeah. This is um, how, if I had done it, this is how I would have. So I'm sort of guided because it's sort of happened again with the film we're, but we're watching. Wait a second. But did you think that he did, He would have got that he would have got away with it? You know, if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> but uh, he would have got, uh, he went down then because of the fact that he, he is now in jail. Is that why you assumed? Um, I... Yeah, I sort of I was thinking that I was sure that he was in jail, and I just yeah. assumed that that was what he was in jail for, and not for the whole. Did you, did you read up on? I read up a bit, but it was like a robbery or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he broke in to get back his old. Uh, I think it was his ba- his uh, football jersey. Yeah, that was it. Because he sold it to a collector, and he wanted it back, and ultimately that led to a whole thing with the police again. He got arrested for that, <laughs> and eventually, I think they found they you know, those charges were. Added on to everything, it's like, oh, you know what? He probably let's just charge him for that. But he definitely killed it. But we can't do that because yeah. that's double indemnity at that point. She's well, double jeopardy. Double jeopardy. Double indemnity is when two do the same crime, and double indemnity uh, jeopardy is when you can't do be pro- prosecuted for the same crime that you've already been acquitted for. Double indemnity is one that I haven't seen. Uh, uh, this is what I'm going to say. I'm not going to put that on the list. No, okay. No, that's a film I've seen just way so too many times. At film so that's, school that's one careful. I know I can watch on my own. It's one of those Billy Wilder ones. That's like, oh, yeah, Billy Wilder, great. He knows how to work with a lot of dialogue, but it just feels. I mean, like Sunset Boulevard feels like the better of that mm. kind of dark, mysterious world of noir stuff. We haven't told them what we're going to see yet, have we? No, we haven't. That's right. why I'm building it up because yeah. I was about to sing "Rock Me, Sexy Jesus." <laughs> can we just sing it? Oh, don't spoil it for me if I'm going to watch it. No, no, I'm going to sing. <laughs> Go on. Little shop, little shop of horrors, he died for his sins, you've got to believe us. He immediately goes into that. All night long. So yeah, um, this is going to be exciting. It is. Because I haven't been to the British Charles sh- Cinema in ages. Shout out one. to the independent cinema in London, that is the it's best. the best cinema in 
the UK. It has certainly given me a lot of great times. It even showed a film I asked for there and then have since said they will never do that again. I'm They've still... realised I'm a bad programmer. <laughs> As you can tell from this podcast, <laughs> Tenacious D and of Destiny was not a big seller. I'm still waiting for them to do Walk the Line one day. Well, one day. Walk the Line, Walk Hard, Double Bill. And we'll yeah. go and do that again. Yeah. I will sit through Walk the Line again if I get to watch Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story on the big <laughs> screen again. Because I will <laughs> sing the hell along. What's your What was your biggest memory of the print? What's your most, you know... Uh, yeah, your biggest memory. <laughs> well, I mean, I've got so many. I would say probably the first time I went there. Yeah? I was testing it out because I heard they were doing The Room finally there. Ah, uh, right. So I went finally? Up. Yeah, this was years ago. Oh, right. This was yeah. how long ago it was. So I was testing it out because I'd never been there before. And they were screening... This is just after Pelham 1 to 3 had come out. They were screening the original, which mm. I'd never seen at that point. So I went to see it there. It was a DVD copy. All right. But just watching that in an audience for people very receptive. Yeah. Just going, oh, this is what rep screening is. I love this kind of thing. Going to see films I've never seen before on the big screen that I won't see again on the big screen because they yeah. won't get shown. It's not like, you know, you miss whatever Jennifer Lawrence is doing this month. Yeah. It's like, oh, I haven't seen what Walter Matthau's been doing for the last two decades. So I'll watch this. Mm. Brilliant. I love it. And that's what got me into, oh, I get this kind of thing now. See, my first film was uh, They Live. Oh, that is. It a was film after. Was it the first time I met you? Back in uh, big screen, before big screen. Yeah, happened. we met at the O2. Was the first time, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And then we met a little later um, in Central with right. some others, and I wandered off because I had to meet a friend who I think ended up flaking on me or something, and I went Hashtag into the cinema. Flaked season two <laughs> on Netflix soon. Um, so I went into the cinema and I texted you. And I said, right, I've got a choice of this or this. Right. Um, I remember that text. And you said, the, we all say they live. Yeah, they so everyone say they live. And found one of the two films that is the perfect fit for an all-night movie, movie marathon. Interesting. To finish it off. That okay. and The Breakfast Club. If you choose one oh, of those, so those are the two best films to finish off a movie marathon off with. Right. Perfect. Um, but no, my my favourite memory probably. Well, I've done the Tarantino marathon, which was fun, mm-hmm. which you did with me for uh, one of them. Yeah. Until. Inglorious Bastards. Halfway through that, I had to yeah. flake to watch Rick at Ralph, and then I almost fell asleep during Rick at Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I did see Lord of the, the Hobbit trilogy, followed by the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh my god! But the annoying thing is, um, see, it's like it's that's the that was the penultimate step. My next step is to do them all. Extended, extended editions. Oh my God, you're but brave. But with the with the one I did at Finch Charles, mm-hmm. um, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship, and Two Towers were extended, and Return of the King wasn't. Oh gosh, what? And it was just annoying. Like it was in thirty five mil, so fair enough. Okay. But it was just annoying. Yeah, that's a bit of a yeah. strange choice. But yeah, that's the closest I've come to dying for cinema. <laughs> oh, man. I had a tough time with uh, the Egg Wright All Nighter. I would have loved to do that. Because I did that, and it was like, great, we watched a bit of Spaced, uh, a bit of uh, Fistful of Fingers, a bit more Spaced, and Shaun the Dead finally on the big screen, more Spaced, Hot Fuzz, and then more Spaced, finish that off, and then uh, Scott Pilgrim. And every yeah. so often, Edgar would pop up with refreshments and you know say oh. hi and do some more thing. I missed uh, Edgar and Nick oh. towards the end, because I, I left after Hot Fuzz, because, uh, yeah. Because I just couldn't stay awake anymore at that point. Mm. I'd, I'd been up for 24 hours doing other things, you know, convention, shit like that. Yeah. 
But that was kind of fun. And then I noticed that uh, my friend who sat next to me the entire time, I bought donuts for everyone as well, just in oh, case right. I left them there, that uh, in the pictures, my friend had creeped up onto my seat and thus when uh, Edgar and Nick were taking pictures with the cast, with the whole crowd, he was there sitting next to them. Oh. Like, ah, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. But I think my favourite thing was I went to the Breaking Bad marathon. Oh, uh, yeah. That where they showed the, part, the opening yeah. and then all of season five. All yeah. of season five. Yeah. And I went in costume. I took a friend of mine who had uh, just gone through a personal thing and was, uh, you know, she's big, big into Breaking Bad. And she went as Marie. Oh, wow. And I went as Badger. Because you look at me, it's like, yeah, okay, you can't really play many of these characters because you're fat and stocky like that. <laughs> so I went as Badger, I got the whole thing, and I got up on stage by the end because I was in costume and uh, almost won. Oh. Almost won. Oh. But two two girls dressed up as magnets and won. So, I mean, oh, right. who can say no to that? They literally <laughs> yeah. were standing there next to each other tied together. Brilliant. That was pretty damn good. Yeah. I, um, I won a fancy dress costume there um, at a, uh, a pyjama party. All nighter, and yeah. it was Christmas movies, and I oh, went on my own. Now you have a Sorry? machine gun. Uh, no, no, it was. Um, I went on my own, and I was in a Kermit the Frog onesie because they were doing Muppet Mom Christmas, Christmas Carol. And I won. Very nice. And then I was like, I don't even come here with anyone. None of these people know me, and they all cheered for me. That... I, 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 sh- I should say, <laughs> you know, I want to go into how much detail I went into there. I cooked some bad sugar myth that was burnt. Oh wow. To really go for that, and also went through the episode in which he pitches his Star Trek spec script, <laughs> and wrote about the wrote about a seven page version of that. Jesus! And had that in my pocket. No one saw it, but I just had it there. To make yeah. sure I had it there. Wow! I yo, I go deep. Yeah. I mean, uh, we do. We've done this uh, web series about uh, Christopher Nolan and Zack Snyder. Yeah. And for years, I've had this briefcase for Christopher Nolan, and inside it has been all of the Christopher Nolan films and a bunch of various goodies. We never open briefcase to see show it to anyone in that yeah. sense, but it's there. Yeah. Because I know it's there, and if the actor knows it's there, it's deep already. Yeah. It gives you a little bit of, okay, now I can work with this. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm invested in the world. I go method. Oh. I'm Jared Leto. Hi. <laughs> we've um, we've advertised Finch Charles quite a bit here. You know what? Good. We really get paid. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Give us free tickets. Phil basically. Vickery, if you're out there, do you want to just pop just... us over? Oh, he would... I think... Either give us free tickets or screen walk hard followed by... Is it walk, walk hard? Walk line followed walk by walk blind. hard. It has to be like that. I want to say a big shout out to Phil Vickery there as well. He was a head, he's a head of programming there. Right. He was the one who pushed it from DVD to 35 mil a lot. Ah, good, one of the good. first times I went there was a swear along South Park. Ah. And because I was on my own at that point, the screaming South Park episodes mm-hmm. down there, he came out to say hi and just you know be kind to me and polite to me because I was kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm a shy guy. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an introvert. And he was there to just you know, be kind and courteous as a person. It's like he's always been nice to me every time I see him. He's just the greatest guy. Yeah, fucking great yeah, human beings out there. Amazing. You can just have a conversation with anyone there. Yeah, and they know their film, they know their stuff. I yeah. love that bloody place. It's so much better amazing. than the world. So that's where we're celebrating our sixth episode. Hey, you see, little, little shop of horrors. Little shop of horrors. So, what do you know um, about this? I mean, you know it's a musical. I know it's a musical. Do you know the original? No. Um, can we just tell you a little bit about that? If I'll you give you a tiny okay bit to? of it. So, uh, originally it's a Roger Corman horror movie. Right. from A B-movie from the 60s. Okay. And uh, a character who... Uh, do, you know, do, you know, who do you know some of the cast in this movie? I know Steve Martin Perfect. is in it. And I right. know he's playing a dentist. And in the original, that's uh, Jack Nicholson. Wow. Yeah. Wow, okay. I and might have... Is it easy to find? I think so. It's pretty easy. It's kind of well-known in that sense. Uh, but it, it got this cult status and eventually led to a uh, 
musical adaptation or yeah. in theatre, which led to this version. So that's oh. how that that's how this film exists. I might have to from director Frank Oz. Are Do you know Frank Oz? Yes. Um, Death at Funeral. Oh. Yeah. Which one? The original, the terrible the original. one. I've not seen the original. No, the original is not good. I watched it in the cinema. I was like, wow, this is disappointing. And then I watched the sequel, the remake. Oh, that's how you do it. But I've, um, I am sort of tempted to hunt out the original Little Shop of Horrors. Have you seen the original? I've never seen it. No? No. I've not seen many Roger Corman's. Honestly, you call yourself a film fan. I do, I call myself a film fan. <laughs> I don't call myself a B-movie fan, necessarily. <laughs> I'm not a fright fester, you know, in that sense. Yeah. Not depth and breadth of that knowledge. See, with fright fest, for me, it's a case of just, that's a place where I can watch movie after movie. Right. Where I can be movie mad. Oh, boy. Um, not the community. I'm not, not... I'm, not a, I'm not a horror fan. Like, I I don't hate horror, but I just, I, I prefer... Um, a huge clump of movies. You'd rather no sit in the room what... with Alan Jones introducing something rather than sit in the room talking Jones to Alan Jones. Is my bay. He's, he's again he's one my, of those the nicest men crush. in the world things. Yeah. I, every year I go and every year I tweet constantly to Fright Fest and to Alan that I really want to give him. I really want a hug from him. Makes sense. He's and very, he never he does so, it. He just seems like he could be a really good hugger. Yeah. And I just I always tweet out hoping that he'll take the fucking hint because I can't do it to him. But I just want him to run up to me and just like give this me a year, bear hug. This year, I want to get a text from you saying, I, will, I finally committed. <laughs> I went straight up to him and said, I love you. Can I hug you? And just do it. I might it's do. Fine. I might do. Because every time he walks past me, I, I just smile from ear to ear. It's, he's oh, he's so I wish I could man. make you do that. He reminds me of Dale Winton. It's, <laughs> he really does. Except <laughs> less orange. Oh. But he's just got that Adam Jones' supermarket sweet. <laughs> That'd be so good. You turn every corner and there's something horrible biting at you. <laughs> he's placed something nasty there. And sometimes it's just you know Nicholas Winding Refn complaining. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. I know that it involves a dentist. I know I, we don't have the DVD cover or a poster or anything Not at, at our all. disposal. Um, we can get to you on the internet, but I don't want to do nah, that. I want you to be fine. complete. I'm, yeah, um, I'm, from what I recall, I remember a Venus flytrap. Right. I have a feeling that's going to be a big part of it, because I remember that was always prominent. Yeah. Um, but you have no idea about the rest of the cast. That's fucking no. fascinating. I think you're going to enjoy... Oh, I think Vic Moranis. I think you're going to enjoy people who pop up. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, ooh, interesting. Yeah, you think, I wow, think that's a cavalcade. In, in, a, in a certain way. Vic Moranis is the only other person that pops into my head. Cause I'm going to give one feeling. more who's like, wow, that's... Hmm. Now you, 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 when you see it, you Donald go, Sutherland. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Donald Sutherland will appear, and he'll get shot in a wheelchair, <laughs> and then you know, oh, that's that's that, the horror. That image still haunts me. Oh, just, uh, just the wheelchair just w- rolling back a back slightly with... bit. Slight <laughs> it could be worse. He could be going backwards with four legs, <laughs> spider oh, wheelchair. God. If Donald Sutherland was Jesus. actually Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> Oh, that would have been so much fun to riff on, but we didn't get there. Oh. Oh, what a shame. But yeah, we'll be back once we've seen a 70mm presentation of yes. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. He died for our sins. You gotta believe us. Rock me, rock me, rock oh, me. I hope the music's Jesus good. All night long.
It all began in this little shop. Ow! Damn roses! Where, strange as it seems, something extraordinary happened. I'm afraid it isn't feeling very well today. No, it's not this one. What kind of a little plant is that, Seymour? Little Shop of Horrors. So, Little Shop. Yes. Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> little Shop. That was one of the most of fun experiences I've little had shop. in cinema. <laughs> little Shop of Horrors. Oh, 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 well. <laughs> Set in uh, Skid Row. Downtown. Down in Skid Row. Downtown, where the folks are broke. Downtown. Where your life's a joke. You live downtown. Where the cabs don't stop. You live downtown. Where the food is slop. You live downtown. Where the hopheads flop. You live downtown. Where the guys are drips. You live downtown. Where they rip your slips. You live downtown. Where relationships are no go. Are no go. <laughs> Down, Down on Skid Row. Oh. Thank you. We'll be back next we week. may do that a lot. I may end up doing that a lot today. I, 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 was like, I only saw it once, this film, before I right. saw it with you. I watched it last year on Sky because it's something like, well, it's got Frank Oz. It's got mm. Rick Moranis. I should watch it. I'm not, you know... I. I'm a musical guy, but there are some times you think, right, these old musicals that people don't necessarily talk about as much, are they worth watching? And The Little Shop of Horrors doesn't get talked about that much. Mm. And watching it again, it's just, oh my God. (laughs) It's strange, like, it doesn't get talked about much, but it's it's really out there, mm. I find. Like, I've seen the poster so many times. It's iconic in that sense. Rick Moran is holding the, uh, the, the Audrey 2. Yeah. Just kind of, he's looking awkward. The Venus flytrap creature is starting to move. Obviously, he's ready to pounce. Yeah. <laughs> and just this white background. Yeah. It's, it's it's clear in my mind. I can see it right now. But there's no like scenes that are, you know, sort of talked about. Talked about. Yeah. But there's one thing that people do mention. If you if you bring it up, that's the one thing people will mention. That's it. And it's got nothing to do with the rest of the plot. What would that be? It'd be Steve Martin. Oh, right, yeah. And that's it. And that's kind of crazy. Yeah, no, that is true, actually, yeah, because I had a fat mate who mentioned it, and that was the first thing she did was put on the Steve Martin song. Because that's the one thing, yeah, because that's that's the song that, the only song people mention, strangely enough, I seem to find. Yeah. I always knew about that thing, but nothing else. I thought, okay, so it's it's about a dentist and, you know, a plant, I guess. Yeah, no, that's what I sort of went into it thinking. Um... That's right about plant. Yeah, well, certainly. Yeah, um, yeah. I could not have imagined Steve Martin's entrance. Like <laughs> when they were setting up the whole, oh, she's got an abusive boyfriend. I was like, well, that's got to be Steve Martin because he he's famous for and... being abusive. Yeah, it's his one <laughs> character trait in his entire life is he's an abusive bastard. But I didn't expect him to be dressed like Elvis on a bike. It's a. Uh... Like Michael Shannon riding through on a bike <laughs> on his hog, his wild hog. And I can't believe it gave me the Bill Murray, Steve Martin sex scene I never knew I wanted. It's amazing. It is amazing. And it was such a nice shock to just him and uh, Bill Murray and John Candy. Mm. And I, mean, was... I told you about a couple more. You'd yeah. Know. 
But it, yeah. it wasn't until today it was like, oh, oh, James Belushi. Okay. Yes, yeah, I only know the name. And I, have you ever seen K Nine? K Nine One One. Be be happy. Are they? Oh, okay, they're not. Um, have you have you ever seen soon. According to Jim the sitcom? No. Nope. Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> have you ever seen a pile of shit? No. Well, you've never seen... <laughs> I'm doing Bruce Springsteen now. Have you ever <laughs> seen a pile of shit sitting on the floor? Then you see me. I'm James Belushi. That's from the the film The Wrestler Colon James Belushi version. <laughs> which also doesn't get an Oscar win. And it's not going to be his comeback. Now, did you see... You've seen Jingle All The Way. Yes. Okay. Right, he's a, a jerk-off Santa. He brings the oh, right. to the warehouse. Okay. That's Jim Belushi. I'm, he was big in the SNL, I'm thinking. Right. No, his brother was. Right. His okay. brother was, you know, this comedic genius. This, right, his brother was John Belushi. His brother was is John Belushi, still is. Yeah. I mean, he's gone, but he's still there. He, but it's James Belushi still? James around. Belushi is sadly still around. Oh, right. Huh. He, uh, he's not particularly... Anyway, Christopher Guest is also in this. That was surprising when he popped up to come in as the first customer in this film. Oh. He's like, a, i just seen your plan. This is riveting. I must buy that $50 was, worth of roses. That was perfect. It's like, oh, wow. Christopher <laughs> Guest doing something crazy. Usually you see him so low-mannered. And yes, I'm here. I'm Christopher Guest. And I'm very slow and thoughtful and processful. And suddenly, there he is, this perky 50s character. Hello, oh, yes, I'd have to buy this kind of thing. Wow. <laughs> bold anyway before we start anything big i've uh, got a present for you Ooh. so if you want okay, to uh... this is exciting oh the little shop of horror soundtrack mm-hmm. oh now that because i've been listening to it on spotify i figured you would because i was also listening to it a lot after we watched it so but um oddly enough the the dentist song's good but it's i don't think it's my favorite like, oh, far away, it's not as good as most of the other songs here. Yeah. Um, this is I, a phenomenal musical. Daddy is pretty fun. Daddy? <laughs> yes, that's yeah. a great one. Nope, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just that moment. Um, oh. But uh, Suddenly Seymour is probably my, oh my, God. my go-to song at the moment. That is. Just because of the, the way she does it. Each time just gets worse. She, gets from, she goes from doll to soul. Yeah. There we go. Right, that's pretty good. Also, yeah, she is one of the most adorable actresses I have ever set my eyes on Ooh. in cinema. She's just... She's we, so damn cute. So we should... We haven't even talked about Sorry. the film. We should... We've, okay, it's, it's kind of hard to get a... It, we're in a daze still yeah. of this thing. But yeah, so... Based so, on the Roger Corman horror, well, kind of cult thriller horror, sci-fi fantasy movie from, I think, the late 50s, early 60s? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. It's an off-Broadway musical adaptation yep. of that film, which turned into a kind of cult hit, which turned into a movie. Yeah. It's directed by Frank Oz. Yeah, Frank Oz from Muppets. He was yeah. very much one of the main Muppeteers. Yeah. Miss Piggy himself. Did he play both? Miss Piggy and Kermit? Didn't he play Kermit? Jim Henson is Kermit. No. Why did I think it was Frank Oz? Because you're a monster who doesn't believe that Jim Henson could create Kermit and then voice him and work him. Frank Oz does um, Fuzzy Bear though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, the storyline for <laughs> Little Shop. No, it's good. We get you know, so we get that, and uh, his directorial traits in this film are really, really neat. He's got yeah. a visual style in bringing both a reality and a stage style to this yeah. picture. It it feels like a not it's not a Broadway production. It's not like you're watching a stage, but at the same time, you know you're watching a film. You're watching something fake. It doesn't yeah and take you out of that. Yeah, and it didn't. It wasn't as much as an, of an issue as it was with um, our first episode's film, which was the Burbs. Burbs, that's it. Yeah, it wasn't much of an issue for me. Well, that one is, you know, it it it's got this location and it's set there, but it's it, it's meant to feel real. Yeah, and lifelike, and also kind of sitcommy, but within a lifelike setting. This is just like, hey, look, we're throwing our cards at you. It's fake. Yeah, but we're going to do these things, and it's going to be impressive, like. The uh, overground railway in the background in one shot, which is clearly just a flat train going past and passengers getting on and then walking off with it. And it just, it, because of the size of it and where it is, it just feels like, wow, really nicely handled playing with location, size and uh, perspective. I mean, it's it's fake, but the, the plant's not fake, is it? I mean, obviously. Audrey 2 is a real, yeah. not anymore, obviously, after the incidents of the film. Unfortunately, Audrey three. Audrey two went method, and <laughs> then decided that uh, it would be fun to take on Superman at one point. <laughs> really awkward. He sent a bunch, <laughs> bunch of used leave to Will Smith, and that felt like that was really inappropriate. And Margot Robbie will never <laughs> hang out with him again after he insisted on eating her. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Good night. <laughs> So Audrey what 2 is, this film? is yeah, Audrey Before 2 we is have, a, um... Let's not talk about Audrey 2 until okay. we talk about, you know, Audrey and Seymour. Okay, well, Seymour is... And Mr. Mistopheles, is that the character's name? So... <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his name, actually. But Seymour is the shop assistant, and um, Audrey 1 is the um, the other assistant. Is she, she's another she's, assistant, right? She does flower design and bouquet yeah. creation. Right. Yeah. She's um, the... Uh, that, so that's Rick Moranis and, and oh gosh, Ellen, 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 Ellen Green. Yes, yeah, I believe it's Ellen Green. With an E. Doesn't tell me here. Does Two it? or three E's. Doesn't matter. Oh, we should mention because I, I, I spotted this straight away before the film had even started. Yeah. Uh, it's produced by Geffen. David Geffen. Um, which is basically his logo is the villain from Independence Day Resurgence. It's also uh, something for Oblivion, the uh, pod that Tom Cruise seems to run around in Oblivion before he discovers his moon. Ah, uh, yeah, I think I remember. There's a lot of that modern day design was based on David Geffen's <laughs> artwork from the 80s. David Geffen was a huge sci-fi influencer, guys. <laughs> Roland Emmerich takes all of his advice from David Geffen, except making it a musical. Come on, 2012. Man, that Gotta run away from the helicopters and the crazy exploding earth. Everyone is dying here. There's no time for mirth. Come on, Woody Harrelson. Stop smoking your weed. We're gonna go up higher, higher, higher into the tree. 2012 musical. I don't soon. know how you can make lyrics like just off off the top of your head like that. 
Well, you start with one been, line. Have you been working on it? You start with one line, and you have to go, oh shit, how do I make that last thing rhyme? And then you just you just guess it. No time for mirth, are you kidding me? Really? Higher, higher, higher than the tree. Um, I thought at that point that he'd um, mixed it in with Interstellar. There is no time for mirth in that film. Unless you're, what's his name? Taz, Tazis, Tarsis, Taxis, Taxis, Death and Taxis. Who's the, kick, the Kit Kat fella with the five legs that wandered around like that, the weird creature thing, robot. Kit Kat fella? Yeah, Tars Tarkin. Willem Dafoe and John Carter, the Kit Kat robot. Oh, God, I haven't, I can't even remember. Exactly. John Carter. No, not John Carter, I'm talking about Interstellar. I'm confused. <laughs> Tars Tarkin is Willem Dafoe in Interstellar, as in Inter John Carter. <laughs> Into John Carter, in which Matthew McConaughey goes so far into the Earth's future that he sees that Jessica Chastain, his daughter, has now become Taylor Kitsch, his son. And he's very confused and very aroused. And it's kind of crazy, because he's like, wow, go Texan Blue. That would have got a sequel. Right? Boom. Be brilliant. Be like Friday Night Lights in space. Friday Night Lights is uh, coming soon, is it? I... I've never managed to sit through the entire two-hour okay. movie, and I watched a season of the show, and I don't see what everyone else loves in it. It's a TV drama, but it, it feels like you have to like these characters or you're not going to get on board, and if you don't like these characters, you're fucked, so <laughs> I was fucked. For the first time in forever. From Frozen. I've just ruined Frozen, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. So, musicals. So, little Shop. <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Little Shop. Little Shop of Terrors. <laughs> um, right, so... Seymour is the shop assistant. Rick, 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 Ma- Rick Moranis. Moranis. Um, and he wants yeah. the shop to do good, to, to make money. Because he's because a young orphan who has been adopted, yeah. basically. Well, not adopted, but, you know, taken into this shop to live there. Poor. All his life. He's, he's always been poor. That was it. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's got a new plant. They ask God what I'm for. Which he... Um... Sweep that for floor kid. <sighs> <sighs> that song has so many moments and it's got... The, it's, the, it's the everything coming together. Yeah. This is the second song and everything's coming together already. Yeah. These moments, these ballads and... Oh, God damn it, it's amazing. Sorry. So... So it's got a plant which he uh, bought from a Chinese florist. Florist, who didn't even own the damn plant. No, it's just there it's was just a total appeared. eclipse of the sun. Yeah, and um, then suddenly this suddenly it appeared. But it's not too bad. One dollar ninety-five. I mean, it, I don't know inflation. Those, inflation, it? I think it's probably about uh, ten, twelve dollars at this point. That's so not you know, too that's bad. half a movie. Yeah, <laughs> not bad. That's forty-five minutes. That's a TV show. <laughs> That's a Friday Night Light. <laughs> so he's, he sets up, he he wants to put the plant on display because it looks strange and his boss says, well, that won't work. But it's different. So yeah. it might bring people in who aren't going because there's no customers. No but customers. It, but it won't work. Just one little plant in, one a, little... in a window. No. I mean, so it set... for a house can as well of all things. Yeah. <laughs> he Just... sets it down and... What happens? Christopher Guest immediately comes in and brings his mascots. <laughs> oh, that was just perfect. Just the, the way they overdid it so much. <laughs> this is the delivery and the 
this is happening, it's a joke, and it's happening. Perfectness. It's, oh, there's something great about stupid comedy. About obviously this wouldn't happen in real life, great moments that just, oh, they make it so good. So then people start getting interested in the plant. Yes. Which turns Seymour into a bit of a famous person. Yeah, he goes on the radio, doesn't he? Goes on the radio. Uh, to John Candy, Wacky who just reminded he reminded me of um, uh, the radio host from Wayne's World, Harry Shearer yeah. doing the uh huh yeah uh huh uh huh yep uh huh with uh-huh. a bit of um, uh-huh. Robin Williams from Good Morning Vietnam. Never seen it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think that should be a coming soon. I don't think so. No, he's dead. <laughs> Can't release it now. <laughs> Vietnam was over guys give up we lost it's done I don't understand is it released yet did that film ever come out well good morning Vietnam was it locked in Jerry Lewis's vault <laughs> what's the one John Malkovich has done one hasn't he where it's going to be released in a hundred years time it's called Callum Kubrick <laughs> <laughs> no kid Callum Kubrick is actually out somehow I've never heard of Callum Kubrick John Malkovich plays a guy who's intending to Believe, make people believe he's Stanley Kubrick but he's not yeah. yep <laughs> there's a reason you've never heard of it <laughs> I think it only came out in like England and a couple of other territories it was kind of bumped off the map mm. as all good John Malkovich films are <laughs> let's talk about John Malkovich a while what is it like to be him to spend five minutes in his mind that should be a movie about I, should, I, should, I don't think they would have to do that that's too obscure right. no yeah. they'll just make him an octopus and a bad guy for I don't know some penguins probably maybe ones that don't have happy feet or aren't Robin Williams doing horrible stereotype voicing <laughs> it may be too soon but at the same time can we talk about that real quick happy feet Robin, Robin Williams' voice work in happy feet I've not seen happy feet he does a stereotypical uh, Hispanic gay flaming gay character as a penguin and it's not fine it's really not fine. Doesn't he play multiple characters? I think he plays multiple characters. Yeah. But that's the one I remember is him with a crazy flap of shock of yellow and orange hair. And then, oh my God, you got to do these. And I got to say like these. This is how you have to dance. <laughs> oh, no, come on. You wouldn't black up, Robin, so don't do that. Or would he black up? Maybe that's what he was doing in the, in the voicing booth. <laughs> With a with a white patch in the middle, a white patch Adams in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Good bit. Um, (laughs) There was something I was going to mention about. Right. So Seymour gets famous. Suddenly Seymour gets famous. Um. Oh, we haven't mentioned the main thing. This plant needs to grow, and how is it going to grow? It's dying. Yeah. It needs something. It doesn't take plant seed. It doesn't take water. Is it dying or is it, it doesn't just... doesn't take sunlight. Is it just wanting attention? Because it just does it just as Seymour's leaving. leaving. Hmm. It just like slumps down. Like, oh, says, Ugh. notice me. It could easily be that. Yeah. We, I mean, we can write theories all day, but we won't <laughs> because we don't have much time. That's what I'm doing my dissertation on. But for a while, suddenly, in the middle of a song, Rick Moranis gets pricked yep. by a rose. Yep. Damn thorn. And the little plant starts kissing. For like three minutes. 
We saw it in glorious six tracks, uh, yeah. 70 millimeter sound. So that yeah. high quality <laughs> for a long time. And it's um, so he starts feeding his blood, and then he's, he just he can't keep up with the demand. He keeps pricking so... his fingers all the time. He offers to slit his wrist as a joker, and suddenly someone likes that idea more than Rick Morales. <laughs> so then he thinks, I need to feed more blood. Feed me, Seymour! Yeah. And it's one of the four tops is playing the plant? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was Levi a... Stubbs, isn't it? Uh, I can't remember who it was, but I remember it said... It's Levi Stubbs. Off the four top. Off the four tops. I haven't got the information in front of me because I'm not very good at this job. <laughs> because I'm not being paid for it. So uh, why would I be good at something I'm not paid for? Right? I'm not you too. <laughs> but, um, so they... they get his first victim well I mean they establish well you're going to have to do something to give blood yeah who do we go to vroom 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 outside who could that be pulling up park letting the motorbike park for him everyone's favourite dentist or Bill Murray's favourite dentist Bill Murray's favourite dentist yeah so it's set up that you need to and I thought it was going to be in the same night but he waits until the next day for some reason. He both waits until the next day and seems to do it on the same night as well. Yeah. it's The timeline of this film is fractured. Yeah. <laughs> I would say paying close attention to facts and figures is not what this film's about. <laughs> but, but then yeah, we do get We get Bill Murray. Perfect scene. Sitting on his feet on a chair, <laughs> nervous anticipation of the excitement that's to come <laughs> when he gets into the dentist chair for an extreme root canal. <laughs> Where he has his own <laughs> dentist uh, napkin. His own oh, personalised, yeah. customised one in his jacket pocket for such an occasion. Uh, and knows exactly where to put all the cotton. <laughs> oh, blimey. What was Thank that? you. You breathed into the thing. Was that me? Yeah. Don't do it again. Pa. 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 Pop, 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 pop filter. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so. Bill so Murray you get Bill is... Murray desperate for. Uh, Pain. <laughs> Steve Martin takes him into his red room. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't have an Xbox. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I think I was going to make one joke, but now you just reminded me that there's an entire two hours of that film, too. Yeah. Oh my god. What if Beyonce did a song for this? What, for Little Shop? Little, little <laughs> shop of horrors. <laughs> oh, that, that version. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. I think I, I speak for everyone when I say we're all looking forward to the sequel, right? Oh, Fifty Shades Darker? Yeah. What 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 can go wrong this time? <laughs> it makes sense, you know. E. L. Roy Jane, what is her name? The stupid bint who writes this crap? E. L. J.D. Salinger. <laughs> Fresh off of Hollywood stars and celebrities. What do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. Getting creative control of a franchise that uh, she can't even write. And they got, you know, K- Kelly Marcel from Saving Mr. Banks to write the first screenplay and then watch it get completely turned over by creative differences from the crazy author who has total control. Watching Sam Taylor Johnson, who had no creative control, being turned over by a director by uh, the author of All Her Pain. 
just what a mess. Yeah. And you have all these people who are good creative ideas taken away by someone who's written Twilight fan fiction into a movie. <laughs> just embarrassing. It's gonna be fun. I wonder if they'll. I just remember make it going to. The to end. I just remember going to the film and watching people whip their phones out to take pictures of Jamie Dornan when he got topless on screen. Jesus. So, it was it was anthropology. That's what I was watching. I was watch, I was having an anthropology study. I was not watching a movie because I was not watching that movie. <laughs> oh god! I think the final book will be turned into a ten turned part, into what a ten part series. <laughs> the the franchise will run it aground at that point. Yeah, and so they'll have to turn it into a movie to pilot a new series. Yeah. Jeff Daniels won't be back. Miles Teller probably won't be back. Probably not. Oh, that's a shame. I think he's my Christian. You just imagine Miles Teller. <laughs> and suddenly you're you're on board. Yeah. Oh, what if it was Miles Teller? Right what if it was Miles Teller and Shaving Woodley? Suddenly that, that is work. that is a charismatic cast right there. Yeah. That'd be a spectacular shades. <laughs> Thank you. I am here. Another twenty minutes. I don't know how long this podcast is gonna go. <laughs> so <laughs> Steve Martin gets killed. He kill- he dies himself. He died. Rick Moranis takes out a gun, and right. while Steve Martin is putting on his nitrogen mask to make yeah. sure he's going to really enjoy giving oh, Rick yeah. Moranis yeah. some dentistry, and then the uh, the um, valve fails, and suddenly yeah. he's, he dies of intoxication of too much nitrous. Yeah. So then, Rick uh... Moranis has to drag his body down the subway steps and then chop him up with an axe. Yeah. <laughs> In beautifully done silhouette. It's very nicely done because it's like, well, this could be it grim was, and nasty, yeah. but it's done very theatrically. Really appreciate that. Mm. It's really nice. But really... who's watching him? Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah. We're going to go with that now. Magical Mr. He's, Mistopheles. He's, he's, he's truly a gen- he's a genical <laughs> little genical. shop of horror owner. <laughs> oh. So now... That damn genical cat. <laughs> So now someone knows about Seymour. Suddenly Seymour. Suddenly Seymour. Is a murder suspect. They've got his number now. Oh. I think it's supper time. Well, I don't understand what that means. You're making references. I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. But, I mean, you failed to talk about Audrey 1. Where is she on well, this? Yeah, Audrey 1 is... Well, she was getting abused by... She was getting abused, but Steve she dreamt Martin. of something more. She dreamt of a life with Seymour. She dreamt of somewhere... That's green. A matchbox, wasn't it? Please. I can't... It was a matchbox something something. Like, I know it was a matchbox. She, you know, if you open that, is there not lyrics in there? I don't believe so. Are you kidding me? I, th- I really hope that would be a lyric sheet in there. Because I did look up the lyrics for um, Downtown on the way here. It's not lyrics in there. Come on, Little Shop of Horrors. Hamilton can do it, and there's 40-odd songs in there. Mm. Disappointing, Geffen. Geffet! I'm clever, I'm whimsical. Um, but yeah, she's she's dreaming of life with uh, Seymour. Seymour. A beautiful life, white picket fence, lawn, blue sky, Tupperware parties. Key um. parties, probably? Yeah. <laughs> She'd probably be into that. It's, you know, yeah. the swinging 60s at that point, right? Yeah. It becomes interesting. You've she got seems to sort. got to take your suburban house into somewhere <laughs> interesting. You know, an orgy in the basement. Somewhere that's pink. 
So, um, yeah, she's dreaming of a life with Seymour, and now that uh, Steve Martin's gone, missing, nowhere to be found, don't know where he's gone. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, she's just... Julia. She's just stayed unfaithful. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. And has hopped on to Seymour. But she's not hopped on to him. She's there, like, you know, she's crying because she's so happy. <laughs> and she doesn't know what to do. And then who's that standing beside her? Suddenly, Seymour. Seymour's your friend. <laughs> so that's nice. That is the <laughs> most beautiful. It is. Beautiful musical number. Yeah. As, now we get to what you were talking about, you see. What, suddenly Seymour? Yeah, 20 minutes ago when you said. Suddenly search. Seymour! I can't suddenly do it. Suddenly <laughs> Seymour! Standing beside me! Um, but then she goes! And it's really. Oh, it's powerful. <laughs> when she goes from the character to this, you know, this Broadway star type situation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. In all its glory, it's stunning. It made me fall in love with her even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and but he's still got this trouble with his with the curve. Yeah, yeah, he's got Clint Eastwood racing up against him. And um, and the shop owner. I see what you've done. You should grow up, you pussies. My day wasn't racist to kill a white guy. Mister Mustafli's basically says. Did you did you feed him one Steve Martin or two? No, the excitement I didn't quite count. Is it his lucky day? He needs to find out how to feed. I um, want to find out how to feed this plant. What's his name? Why again? Are you good? Something too. Audrey, Audrey too. Um, you're going to jail, or you're going to go away for the rest of your life, but you can't stay here. And you can't take the plant. Yeah, I'll look out the plant. Don't you worry. But the plant's too big. It's filling up the entirety of this shop now. You gotta understand. And isn't the plant singing behind him? Yeah. And he doesn't. It's all in his mind. Maybe. It's subtle. It's called theatrics, (laughs) stage production. You'd understand if you were an actor. Just not realistic, is it? Sully coming out in cinema in September. (laughs) Go see it. I was happy with it until that point. Chair, thanks, Obama. So Clint Eastwood just left the room. It was, it was impressive to have a guest of his. Do you think so that's quickly. who um, the Rock is pissed off at? His son. Like I, I think. Oh Scott, yeah. Oh, I think Scott Eastwood. This is... this thing that happened um, a couple of months ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. That you don't also realise you didn't see the news that came out after that. Vin. No, I didn't. Vin. Vin. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ego boost. Creative control problems. Yeah. I was hoping it would be Scott Eastwood. I thought, I thought it would be Scott Eastwood because he seems like an arsehole yeah, I thought because he'd be raised by He's related Clint. To, to Clint. And Clint rhymes with, or looks like when you put it close together. <laughs> exactly. It looks like Scott Eastwood. I was just hoping for the... From um, Suicide Squad. I was just hoping in for the, I was hoping for the face-off between Clint Eastwood and... For the what? The face-off. Face. Face-off. Off. Between Clint Eastwood and uh, The Rock. Because man, would Clint Eastwood be pissed. <laughs> you, over there... <laughs> You're not white. I don't like you. First point of call. I don't like your color. Second point of call. I don't just don't like you. Third point of call. Central intelligence. When I did action comedies, they were funny. Had an orangutan as a partner. You had Kevin Hart. 
He's not an orangutan. He never will be. He's not got the comedic chops. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Kevin Hart's Mr. Mr. Mustopheles gets killed. Oh, a genital death. Yeah. I can't stop that, sorry. <laughs> and then... Um, He's a, he is pushed into... Yeah. The vines, which then trip him over into the mouth of Audrey Tattoo. Yeah. From... How have we not... It's taken half an hour to me to realise Audrey Tattoo. <laughs> right. That's it now. That's the bit. <laughs> we found the comedy. It is wonderful Amelie herself is eating all these people... In the 60s New York. <laughs> so, um, but she is, you know, the descendant of Jesus Christ, so it's fine. She's saving them. She's going to exalt them from all their sins. She's rebirthing them in death. Good for you, Audrey Tattoo. <laughs> Keep doing all the things you do, Audrey Tattoo. We love you, Audrey Tattoo. So, so um, right, Mr. Mustopheles is dead, and then... Soon after this is when Audrey 2 calls Audrey, which was fun. They're going to go, Audrey and Seymour are going to run away. Yeah. Get out of here because but it's too much. But they need to deal with... It's too much, man. They need to deal with this plant first. It... And um, Belushi, James Belushi comes well, in. James Belushi comes in trying to offer them yeah. some money to get snippets of the leaves of Audrey 2. So they can have Audrey 2s everywhere in the world. Nationwide, it'll be international. But then they don't well, follow. They don't follow that ending, so we'll never see it. We'll never know what happens there. Yeah. So instead, Moranis goes and gets some, tries to get some food, meat from the butchers. Yeah. Whilst leaving Audrey Two alone. Yes. In its potted plant. To to get its vine, <laughs> to wrap around a register, to open the register, to get a quarter, to put into the payphone, to ring up the phone, to get. The, to get Audrey to come over. Brilliant. What a brilliant sequence. Fantastic. And we should mention at this point the puppetry. The here. puppetry is amazing. The, because this is. Wait, that what is... puppetry? Because the plant's real. The puppetry of the vines. Oh, right. Yeah, that, the vines. Audrey 2 can't do that. Okay. Those are fake vines. You understand that? Oh. Because Audrey 2 had a strict no vine contract. <laughs> Audrey 2 refused to show vine on camera. <laughs> it's understandable. I mean. There are some people who just feel kind of... Seven seconds is just too long for some people. Oh my God, it's six seconds, you muppet. Is it six? Yes. Why did I think it was a seven? I don't know, you like things longer than they are. <laughs> With higher expectations than anyone can fulfil. Yeah. So Audrey, two, Audrey 1 comes over to see Audrey 2. Yep, and then she gets half-swallowed. And then uh, Rick Moranis pops back up. Audrey two deep throats Audrey. Yeah, is what you're saying. He starts gagging. (laughs) She gets saved, and she's not like gooey or anything. Anything from the (laughs) mouth. So her hair is still perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Um, Because there's no goo. There's no anything there. There's not even a hole to go down. It's just a mouth at the time. That's it. (laughs) It's magical editing that creates the deaths of all these other characters. Um, (laughs) So they decide to run away. But then... Final fight. Yeah. Final fight. Seymour realises he needs to deal with this alone. Otherwise, I mean, it will live on forever, grow bigger and take over the world. Dangerous. Kind of that. Yeah. How does he kill it? I'm trying to remember now. I remember there was a big big explosion. So, Seymour's trying to grab the axe the entire time. The axe is like the MacGuffin of how to kill. Yeah. 
to stop these vines that are encroaching on him and trying to eat him up. And then, when it's almost over, and the vines have gone through the floor to stop him and have attacked him so much, Audrey 2 yeah, takes down the foundation from the building. Yeah, and electrical wire. And electrical wire hangs down whilst Rick Moranis is covered in just mess of everything he's buried. Yeah. But his hand pops out and manages to electrocute the death of yeah. Audrey 2. Audrey Tattoo, everybody, has died. Who explodes and just vanishes. It is a Star Wars explosion. Yeah. Followed by a Star Wars ending. Which is like, oh, that's over, that's it. Ha! Take that, Star Wars, I don't like you. Sorry. Sorry. That's me getting in my way. I like the, th- I like the prequels. They're fine. Oh, Jesus. But the originals and the news. No. Until they dropped Jar Jar. Yeah, that was... Well, no, Watto was still there. Watto's fine. <laughs> yeah, how are you doing? I am Mr. Mastovis in Tatooine. I like a slave and I like a money. I wanted the money. <laughs> oh, we should have given him all of the money. Send out the droid accounts. Fucking George Lucas. And Ron Williams was definitely in blackface waiting for his phone call. <laughs> Oh, you know, oh, oh, I hope I get, I hope I get a part of this. Oh. You know the um the theory that Jar Jar the theory is, of everything. <laughs> yeah, okay. that Jar Jar uh, was supposed to be the brains behind it all. Is that just a theory, or was that actually ever in the plans? That was never in the plans. No, no. Because I was going to say, if it was in the plans and they dropped it because people like just hated on Jar Jar too much, I would they wouldn't have done that. No. No, I think it was pushed to the side because George Lucas knew maybe it's not worth annoying the audience too much. There'd be no way, if it was going to be a central plot, he would have pushed it hard. Otherwise, I mean, you see some of these characters that come up. Was it Drax? The, mm. the diner friend that Ewan McGregor goes to in the second film? Yeah. Why would that exist? You yeah. see? These are annoying characters that exist for the sake of being annoying and obnoxious and weird. So Lucas wouldn't drop someone unless it's just like, maybe I need to move the audience away from this stuff because it's not working out for them. Not like, oh, it's a major plot detail. If it's a major yeah. plot detail, he would stick to his guns. Okay, good. Because I was... Yeah, but Sebulba. Sebulba knew everything. Sebulba. <laughs> Feed me, Sebulba. <laughs> so, Little Shop. Little Shop. I think little that was shop everything, wasn't it? And then, oh, well, they they get their matchbook, matchbox home. It was definitely Matchbox. Bigger than Matchbox, but she mentioned Matchboxes. Um, You're obsessed with Matchboxes. Yeah. You love Matchbox 20. <laughs> you love the lead singer. And maybe it's because it's a summer's day and you're thinking, man, it's a hot one. <laughs> like seven inches from a midday sun. You're my reason for reasons. The step in my groove. <laughs> I got none of that. And I said, this life is good enough. I don't know what the reference is. <sighs> I feel bad. <laughs> I never know what the reference is. <laughs> Which is why we're doing the podcast. What are we, six episodes in now? This is six. episode six. And um, we still don't know Santana's Smooth, featuring no. Rob Thomas. <laughs> and I said, this life ain't good enough. I would give my world to lift you up. I would change my life to it better fit your mood. Because you're so smooth. Gone straight over. This me. is one of the ultimate summer songs. They put it on every summer because it literally starts with, man, it's a hot one. Because it's all about sweating in the summer and how smooth this girl is, I guess, because she's hairless. She's got alopecia. It's a, it's a, about a woman who has alopecia who's watching the Teletubbies and seeing a baby on there in the sun and thinking she's that. Well, I'm sold. I mean, it's an amazing conceptual piece of work. 
just like little shop, little shop of horrors, little shop, little shop of terrors, little shop, little shop of horrors. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so that's the pretty much title. the whole thing. Well, then we get you know the, the credits where everyone's smiling and happy. Well, no, before the credits. Well, we've got before the credits. There's Pre- one pre-credit sequence, guys. Stay shot. through the film, <laughs> I guess. One little shot of a little Audrey three. Oh yes, starting to smile. Yeah, a real smile in the uh, front garden of the house. But no sequel. I'm gutted. Do you want me to cut you? <laughs> Is that how you want this to end? Could it could be a fun ending for the sixth episode, but yeah, but uh, then I don't have, know where we go uh, after yeah. that. That's the problem. But for we'll the, the weekend at Johnny's, it's fine. You're still alive, aren't you, Johnny? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Is weekend at Bernie's a um a f- coming scene? I've never seen it. You've never seen it. Maybe we'll have to do it ourselves. Maybe. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's watch the film. <laughs> So, Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors, Little Shop, God, I'm, I'm, yeah. it's catchy, it's catchy, it's in my head and I will never stop, it's just non-stop. Yeah, I I'm referencing musicals I love, in musicals I love, it's fine, it's layered, it's like dodgeball, it's how they made it. Or like Shrek. I don't understand. Like onions. I don't understand. Oh, you mean like cake, everyone loves cake. Why don't you say cake? <laughs> well, why did we just do that? That was uh, a strange detour. Shall I ask you a question, Johnny? God, are you mad for this movie? Right. Okay, I am movie mad, but I need to figure out because we're six episodes in now. What do you? What's the difference between movie mad and mad for the movie? You're movie mad. You love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. You're mad about this movie. You can't take it. Right, good. Just checking because I don't think we have ever established it. I, I, I feel like it's and I be- had it in my head, so I was like, "It's well, better not to establish it." And then okay, later on, going, we'll, this well "We'll make it up when we go." No, <laughs> we don't edit this podcast. Yeah, and that has been awkward because the N words I have said earlier: <laughs> Nin can poop, um, Nancy Grace, <laughs> Nancy Reagan. That was too far. And you just said it again. Um, Shoot! But to answer the age-old question, I am. Um, Definitely 100% movie mad. Yeah! I cannot stop listening to the soundtrack. Right. I need to see it again. Really? And again and again. It's not happening today, is it? No. Or is it? We'll find out on the next episode. Yeah, I have no idea what next week says. That's the exciting part. No one does. Except for moi. So are you going to give us a hint? Do you want me to give you? Give, you, oh, give me a hint, Johnny. In the style that I would give. I want hint. you to. I, I want you to give the first hint on what next week's episode is because I think that'd be fun. It's a piece of cinema. <laughs> That's very good. I mean, that's hoping for a bit more of a clear prediction. Um. Right. Well, we've got in front of us a blank DVD case with a white cover. Clearly, you've you've turned the cover inside out. I've I've turned it down and for it's what? Just white, <laughs> and so I'm assuming that must be it. But I don't. I've I assumed dear white people because of the whiteness. Because you're racist. Yeah. You're obsessed with the <laughs> white supremacy of your own race. You're thinking, hey, oh Hitler. <laughs> it's just that seems really awkward. But uh, why don't you give me a hint? Because I don't know if I, whether I could last a week of. That's fine. Okay, I think I've got a great way. We've we've gone through something that's kind of fantastical and would never happen. And now we're going to go on something that's a bit more true to life. Hmm. Just the fantastic 
made me think Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Because I know that's a coming soon. I don't know whether it's coming this soon. Or... Well, I mean, that's not as, you know, that's not saying that happened in real life. We've just watched something that's fantastical. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right, well. We go, we're going from Little Shop of Horrors to somewhere. Somewhere that's green. Sound of Music. Yes, we're watching Sound of Music next week. <laughs> the hills will so be alive. Us, so join us next week. The hills have eyes <laughs> and are sounds of screaming. <laughs> There we go. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Judy Andrews and a bunch of cannibals <laughs> hanging out with each other, singing songs and mass murdering. What a fun... <laughs> Johnny, get your pen out. We're going to write this right now. <laughs> the hills have eyes with the sound of music. It's perfect. It is. You've got your pen out. Oh, I'm really God. glad. You're really going for this. This is a proper... You're doing some great space work. In fact, we're actually going to make a film called Space Work. Hills have eyes. And it's about craft work. It's a, it's a musical called cra- about, about the musical craft work, but set in space, where Tars and Tars Tarkin from Interstellar and Sean Carter hang out to, with each other doing existential German techno music. It'd be brilliant. We'll sell five songs. And we can see the origins of Audrey too. Oh, the origins of the species. What if we take Charles Darwin's amazing novel, his you know, fantasy novel, his fiction... <laughs> And turn it into a musical, a hit musical. <laughs> we can call it Darwin. How do you write like you're evolving into time? <laughs> Is that not? <laughs> I think we have run aground here. We're going to sink this ship darkly. I think so. So next week, take a step back into the real world. Okay. With us. Anything to plug before we go? Um... I'm on Twitter as at movie underscore mad. Ooh, underscore is very important. Yep. Don't I'm on Instagram as at un- movie underscore mad. And we have got a Twitter. We are now logged into Twitter where are you movie underscore mad? Yeah. Because movie mad without the underscore was taken. So, hey, let's add the underscore. Make it relevant. <laughs> hey, do you want to email us? Do you have any suggestions or want to hate on us or say something stupid to us like why are you awful? Well then email us at areyoumoviemad at hotmail.com Nice and easy. There's no underscores. No underscores. What and about yourself? Me. Where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter as Ethan Runt no underscore. And no underscore is not part of the name. Shoot. Just just at Ethan Runt there we go. Clean. <laughs> it's simple. It's like Justin Timberlake. So clean. at Ethan Runt, there we go, clean, it's simple. Just like Justin Timberlake, it's clean. Okay. That's a long one. That's you what barely write your message, can you? You don't write me a message. You just make sure you, you, you understand I exist, so that's all I care about. I want to know that people know me. That's all I want. Until next week. Until next week. We shall see you. Or shall we? We know, because you can hear us. Wait, where am I going? Johnny! Feed into me. When the mic's turned off. Oh my god, that got interesting. I'm going to turn the mic off now and see where this goes. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. Produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com. (laughs) 